0: Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to Give Me Five. That's not an actual song, but we'll That's make it a man. song eventually. Thank you, thank you. I. Uh, it's funny because everybody who listened to this will hear it with music, and we just get dead air in our own voices to talk over. But <laughs> I, I always feel like dancing. I just. I just... I have it in my soul. I want to dance, and I know that people listening to this would probably continue to keep it.
1: Philip is vibing right now. You guys don't even Mm. know. FaceTime is going to be broken.
0: Here comes the shimmy. Oh, the shimmy. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right, Gary, you started out our Gimme Five last week. Of course, that's this part of uh, our episode, excuse me, where I have five questions for you. You have five questions for me. We do not know what they are, but we will answer them.
1: Honestly.
0: Honestly. Absolutely. Gary. Uh, I'll start us out this week. We watched Beetlejuice this week. However, the titular character played by Michael Keaton was only on screen for 16 minutes of screen time. This brings me to a little game I like to call Screen Queens. I I have a list of memorable performances and a measure of time. It is your job to tell me whether or not they were on screen for more or less than the time given. Are you ready, Gary Boucher? I am ready, sir. All right. First up... The dinosaurs in Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. were they in more or less than 25 minutes of the film? More. More. And you're starting off the week just as you should. Wrong. What? They were in less, less than 20 minutes of the entire film's runtime. Was the original. Like two hours?
1: Wow. That's crazy, man.
0: It is. It is. And that, that's just with the, uh, that's with both combined. If you only take, if you take out the CGI, mm. they're only in for 14 minutes. Uh, next one Heath Ledger's Joker in the Dark Knight was he in more or less than 18 minutes of the film
1: ooh that's good because that's like an iconic all time performance but mm. but a definite supportive, supporting character supporting which, character want, mm. the movie's long the too um I, I'm gonna say more I'm gonna go with more? My, yeah I think he's in more
0: And you're back to even. It is more. He was on screen for a glorious 33 minutes. Oscar worthy 33 minutes. All right. Yes. Next one. Keeping up the superhero trend. Chris Evans' Captain America in Avengers Endgame. Was he in more or less than 38 minutes of the film? Uh, Less. The answer is more. We're back into your losing ways. He was on screen for a justifiable hour and six minutes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess he's kind of the guy who gets them all together. I was just thinking, like, you know, there's like eight... Well, I guess really Infinity War has more of the split plot lines going exactly. on. Exactly. It's, it's more of Thanos', this man.
0: It's Thanos <clears throat> Thanos's movie, but it's all right. We continue on. I would be remiss if I didn't bring up Anthony Hopkins in this game. Hannibal in Silence of the Lambs. Was Ooh. he in more or less than 19 minutes of the film?
1: Um, with that movie, I'm going to say less is more. Less
0: less he was in more but only by a smidgen it only took him 24 minutes to help Clarice on her case I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice bowl of candy or whatever it is (laughs) and finally Dame Judi Dench for her role as the Queen of England in Shakespeare in Love was she in more or less than 16 minutes of the film's runtime
1: Wow, so I—that's one of the big ones that I've missed out on. I have not seen Shakespeare in Love. Um, It's
0: very controversial of a film, like not even within its loving embrace of its own film, but for more for what it stands for.
1: I I know that it—you know—people are mad it took the Best Picture from Saving Private Ryan, which I think has aged a lot better. Um,
0: Certainly. Um,
1: I'm just gonna guess. I'm gonna say less.
0: You're absolutely correct. You still end the week uh, losing, Ooh. but you ended on a winning note. She clocked in at eight minutes <clears> of the film. Eight minutes. That's got to be one of yeah. the best bang for bucks, getting an Oscar-worthy performance for only Man. eight minutes. Just like my goodness,
1: just like my sons, I'm ending on a win, though we have been losing this entire time. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Your turn, Gary. All right. So mm. let me make sure I can get into this correctly. Philip, this week we watched Beetlejuice, which had Michael Keaton, who played ah. Batman. I wanted to ask you, rank your favorite. Er, who is your favorite Batman of the Batman actors?
0: Ah, so we're going. Let's see. Who's who? Have we got. We got Val Kilmer, Michael Keaton, and uh,
1: Adam West.
0: <laughs> Adam West, Christian yes.
1: Bale, Ben Affleck, and there's got to be like three more in there. Oh, well, Ro- Robin Robert, Robert Pattinson. Pattinson yep. <laughs> but we have yet to
0: see that. Although I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. And also,
1: um, animated series does count for you, Batman. Oh there.
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, gosh, why am I forgetting? Oh yeah. Um. No, that's that's close. That does a lot for me. But you know what? I'm 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 just gonna. I'm gonna stick with um, Christopher Nolan's uh, rendition of Batman, which of course is um, Christian Bale. I I think that that was the first time we've ever seen a good Bruce Wayne and Batman. I normally we get a good Batman and then just uh, throw in your towel, Bruce Wayne, or
1: yeah.
0: or Val Kilmer's like a, a pretty good, or George Clooney's a pretty good Bruce Wayne but not a very good Batman. Oh my God, George Clooney is bad.
1: Oh, I can't believe I forgot Clooney.
0: <laughs> he wow. forgot himself. He hated yeah. that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Gary. I told you last week that I saw Rocket Man for the third time in my life yes. recently. And while I really enjoy the film, the biggest critique I can safely say is that Bryce Dallas Howard's performance is jarringly bad and solidifies her place <clears throat> squarely on my most despised actors who keep popping up in movies. So... I ask you, who ranks highest in your most disliked
1: actors list? I love that you said Bryce Dillis Howard because she, um, she's in The Village, which oh, her yeah, right. I do not like that movie at all, and her performance is one of the reasons. Why, and it, she's, I'm sure she's a lovely person, but now that you mention it, I haven't liked a lot of <laughs> her performances. She's, right. apparently a, she's apparently she's apparently a great director, by the way. She, she she directs and she's great, but
0: well, so does I mean, so does her dad. I mean, so I, I'm <laughs> glad to see that. No, no, because here's my here's no, no. my spiel. Let me let me get pass me my soapbox. Let me stand up on this. All <laughs> right, she is the symbolism. She is this, I like the personification of nepotism. The fact that her daddy is Ron Howard has gotten her into more doors than she deserves to be in. It it's one thing if you're if you're uh uh my uh my gosh, Now I'm, I'm Michael Douglas, and your dad, Kirk Douglas, is such a good actor, and you get the door in because, you know, you're, you're his son. But then you actually go above and beyond and, like, create a, a really good career for yourself, and you're, like, a respectable actor. That's one thing. It's another thing if you're Bryce Dallas Howard, who, as far as I can tell, the only thing she brings to the table is that she's Ron Howard's daughter. Like, I, I can't think Whoa. of... Like, again, again. I'm not speaking about the person. I'm speaking about the performance. And I think it's completely unfair that as a person, she only gets jobs and like starring roles because she's Ron Howard's daughter. That's that's it.
1: I you know, Bryce, I'm really sorry. I'm gonna have to look up you probably have a few gems in there, but of the movies Jurassic that I can think World. of 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 Jurassic, of the a village. Dog's Journey. I don't even oh, you did you see that?
0: No. Okay but I already know how it turned <laughs> out.
1: Yeah, I, I just remember being really pissed off about her in the village. I totally forget. She's Elton's mom, right? Elton's mom
0: and just Mm. plays one emotion of just utterly ridiculous. I was like, you couldn't do anything else with it? Ugh, anyways.
1: So mine isn't as much movies, but when I think about it, so my favorite show or one of my favorite shows ever is is Parks and Recreation, right? And Mm. I've watched that show over and over and over again. Um, It's definitely been good comfort food in 2020. Um, And... The weak point in the show, I'm sorry to say, is Rashida Jones. Um, I think that Ah. part of it is her character. Her character, Anne, um, is the straight man among a cast of like crazy, crazy characters. But I think that with another actress in that role who's maybe a little bit better at deadpan or being the straight man... I think it would be better she really – they try to make Anne a bigger character, which part of it is the writing, but a big part of it to me is like Rashida just doesn't have the extra funny gear that everybody in that cast has. And so whenever a joke she, falls flat just, in that show, it's usually Just to be her. clear,
0: it's Anne Perkins. Yes. Of, uh, just, just on to Parks be, and Rec. Yeah. yeah.
1: A- anytime a joke falls flat on that show, 90% of the time it's because of – Anne, and it's mm. a lot of times it's Rashida's delivery, and it's sad because I don't think she's a bad actress in general, but it's a show that's very near and dear to my heart, I, I just think she isn't very good on that show, so just leaves Fair a bad enough. taste in my mouth, yeah. Fair enough, your turn Gary. Alright, so we talked a lot about Tim Burton a few days ago, and he has a very expansive, very unique filmography and some very, very dedicated fans. Um, I want to know, where would you rank you know, your top five Tim Burton movies? There's a surprising Ooh. amount out there. Number
0: five. Number five, I would have to say A Nightmare Before Christmas. It mm-hmm. just feels... I'd feel any list remiss of that is just not valid. Um, Going forward, I think it's only going to get more painful. I think we'll probably, if we were to do this, I think we both have the same top one. But number four, Big Fish for me. <gasps> yes. Uh, Number three which actually i kind of want to switch with um with nightmare before christmas so number five for me would be batman batman mm, okay big fish um mm-hmm. nightmare before christmas and then number two not as uh, not as popular as as i want it to be but big eyes a lot of big on on this list but have you have you ever heard of big eyes it's uh, Christoph Waltz and I believe Amy. Amy Adams.
1: Adams. He, Tim Burton did that. I didn't know that. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I've heard of it though.
0: It's very good. It's surprisingly good. Um, doesn't hurt that I love Christoph Waltz as an yeah. actor. Um, very good. And then of course number one, I, I for me it's, it's the full encompassment of, of everything Tim Burton, but also having quality and then a, a, a top-notch performance. Uh, Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Nice.
1: No, no Corpse Bride on your list.
0: It's tough, man. Five, it is, man. Yeah, five, but yeah. Uh, any, any, anything you uh, disparage on my list?
1: No, no, that's just all of this. I, I would probably put Corpse Bride in my top five, hmm. um, and I haven't seen Big Eyes, so I can't speak for it. So I guess that's where the, uh, the that's swap where it would be. be. Yeah, that's fair.
0: All right. Uh, Let's see. There is uh, a recent LA Times article, Gary, articulating how the NBA bubble put a strain on the NBA players, with Danny Green being quoted as saying, We're free. Freedom! I'm effing free! <laughs> a reporter reminded LeBron James before his first finals practice that to that point, the team had been on the Orlando campus for 85 days. This is before the first finals game, Yeah, Gary. By now, I'm sure you've heard of what the campus had to offer, free food, uh, it was limited to what they could safely be served, uh, and free resources to fishing, golfing, and gaming, should you choose, and I know that there is a swell of thought saying, you know, the players are paid for millions for this, yada yada yada, but the truth of the matter is that they weren't paid to play under these isolating circumstances, so I, I go to you, Gary, would you have been able to last as long as the Lakers and Heat did inside the Orlando bubble, given the circumstances, given everything that they had.
1: Ooh. And in this scenario, am I a pro basketball player?
0: Yeah, yeah. But let's let's make you Jared Dudley, you know? Somebody who's yeah. not going to, like... Like LeBron James, I, I, I can't imagine, was not, like, <clears throat> focused towards something. But Jared yeah. Dudley? Oh, I mean...
1: That guy. Also, he was just a recent guest on one of our co-podcasters, Bill Simmons Podcast. He's a fantastic ah. guest. Totally check it out. Um... I actually, so, and I totally agree that, you know, A, they're, they're paid a lot of money. so like, why do they complain? But I, I totally understand why it's like brutal to be under those circumstances. I mean, very isolated from friends and family playing basketball, no fans, probably the first time ever (laughs) in their entire lives, you know, it's different. Um... I think I, I could last, but I think I'd have a really, really hard time, honestly. I mean, I, I'm working at home right now, and I'm kind of getting cabin fever, but I can do stuff. You know, I can go around town, do whatever I want. I can drive around, whatever. Um, if I was stuck in Orlando, even playing ball for that, just being stuck in one place, knowing that you can't leave for that long, I think I would go a little crazy. I'd have a really, really hard time. Yeah, close to pretty much three months. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Your turn, Gary. All right, so – 25 years ago, the Million Man March happened in Washington. It was focused on atonement, reconciliation, and responsibility within the black community. A hundred African Americans marched on, on Washington. It was a big historic moment. Um, and there's been a few kind of milestone moments in your, my lifetime, and I'd like to hear about what's, what's a moment in history where you remember like the day, like exactly where you were, what was going on when it went down.
0: Well, unfortunately for me, it always feels like whenever I get asked, like, a question of this ilk, uh, that it's revolving around sorrow and revolving around sad circumstances. Yeah. So, for me, I, it's nothing no, near as monumental as, like, what you even suggested, but um, I remembered the exact where I was, how I was emotionally feeling, what I was doing for the deaths of both Michael Jackson yeah and the death of Robin Williams. When wow. I discovered that both of them were dead, I know exact and now it's Kobe as well like the, those are like the three, but mm-hmm. I remember exactly where and what I was doing, where I was. Um, I, uh, and again, uh, it's nothing to like belittle like anything else that happened. It just I always feel like, oh yeah, I always feel like we remember like the bigger like the tragedies and for me I, I hold and I held. Robin Williams is like a a major icon and something of a figure for me to like enjoy and, and look up as as many 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 did. Same with Kobe. Same with uh, same with Michael Jackson. And so I know I wasn't alone. But like for those for those people that are like almost um uh, you know godlike, where it's just like you didn't yeah. think anything could affect them, um, yeah, for three very different circumstances. Um uh, i i remember exactly where i was uh, specifically for ron williams i was in college and i was walking around in the dorm i was actually i was actually moving in that was move-in day for summer for, for, for summer session and i remember like moving my packages in and out and then i was like wait wait i like i i reread it a couple times because it just yeah. you don't have the audio but you're just like that's wrong like it it's it's just complete and utter disbelief yeah um as you may remember, Gary, I recently have relocated to Arizona for the time being, and I yes, rediscovered a, yes, and I rediscovered a recent lost love. I gave up dairy while in LA, and I thought this includes horchata. But since my time back in AZ, I realized that horchata is made with rice milk, and as such, I have been a horchata whore since in AZ. <laughs> so, Gary, what is your current obsession, food or otherwise?
1: My current obsession so i've really tried to cut beer out um been drinking a lot of wine but if i had nailed on my current obsession food or otherwise i am obsessed with this tv show called cobra kai on netflix i might have mentioned it before oh on the podcast cobra kai has been one of the really bright spots that i found this year go watch karate kid go watch cobra kai i will plug this show shamelessly and then on the flip side My uh, drum progress has gotten really, really good. I've been practicing drums like two, three hours a day, and I've been playing along with some of my favorite songs, so I'm learning to drum, and I'm pretty obsessed with that, I'd say, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. All right, your turn. So Instagram is cracking down on hidden advertising, which I couldn't even really find out much about the hidden advertising because apparently the people that do it are so good at doing it, you don't even realize you're being advertised to, which is terrifying. I also just watched this movie called The Social Dilemma. Everyone was oh, talking yeah. about it. Did you get a chance to watch it?
0: Didn't get a chance, but I've heard multiple things about it.
1: Yeah, it's a lot about like the psychological and cultural implications of how much we use social media. And I know that you know we we are both decently active, but I want to know just what are your thoughts and where do you stand on how you feel about social media in general. Well, um, well, as far as like advertising goes specifically, I
0: feel yes, a lot of it's subconscious um I know for myself i'm I somewhat border on the over over the top of trying to keep you know my information my information i don't you know I don't go so far as to say like I have a flip phone or something so that way I keep everything, but you know where I can when I can i you know access to keep things hidden um but at the same time i've I've kind of just always grown up with the idea of of um of uh the government sees everything that you do not in like a conspiracy theorist way, but just more of like Duh, like I I, I, I don't know. I've, I've always thought of it more of just yeah, of course I I just maybe I assume the worst or the best of people, but whatever um, and then on top of that I uh, I've, I've always lived something by the mantra of my mom was saying like don't ever put in writing something that you wouldn't want the whole world to know so um as social media goes i'm probably more of a watcher than like an active participant which i think at times especially in a medium such as this has hindered my ability to kind of progress forward more so than what i've wanted to um but um i yeah i do i think that there's a lot of subliminal messaging sure but at the same time sometimes if like uh like oh god there's so much car advertising but if ever you're in the in the mood for a car, I'm it's it's always the times when you don't find the advertisement that you're that you want the advertisement. Like recently, I've discovered that IHOP, which I love to go pre-pandemic, has an IHOPI hour. Which I'm sure is partly in due to the pandemic is and it, try to is generate it like business.
1: I, IPAs like hoppy beers or is it just pancakes?
0: <laughs> no, it's 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 mostly just pancakes, oh. but I mean, again, shameless plug. It's actually a really great deal from what I've seen. <laughs> like a burger for like five bucks, like a full blow mill. It's it's insane. So uh, if if you're out and about and you're actually, you know, going to restaurants, <laughs> go to IHOP. I love iHop. Um, but yeah, uh, so, and, but had I not, you know, had I not discovered that I would have been upset and been like, Oh, I wasted my, my time not going. So uh, I think if you're just aware and just kind of go along with the mindset of like, Hey, um, they're probably watching everything that I do. I think you'll probably live a happier, healthier life and maybe be more self-aware of what you're doing.
1: Can I ask you a a piggyback question real quick one? Yeah. 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 I hop or Denny's.
0: Oh, I hop. It's not even close. The people that prefer Denny's are the monsters and the things that are world, wrong in this world. There's a difference between me saying like when there's a choice between the two, I hop. If you can only afford one or whatever and like or like whatever like it's just closer to you to choose Denny's, that's fine. I'm not like reprimanding Denny's. But if you have a choice between the two and like parents are paying for it or whatever and you're like, "Hey, what would you like?" If you do not choose IHOP, there's something wrong with you. Add- <laughs> That's my my personal and correct opinion. <laughs> um, uh, I believe it's my turn. So I have had some free time recently, Gary, and while we may never critique this show, I do think you and me need to talk about uh, the show I've been binging. Are you familiar with the Netflix show called The Floor is Lava, Gary?
1: Yes, I have not watched it, but I am very aware of it. I played it right. growing up.
0: As many did For those out there who are unfamiliar with the show or its concept A team of three members are put into a room Where the entire floor is replaced with a red goo substance That can be considered lava The team must make it from one end of the obstacle-laced room To the other end in record time As they are in competition with two other teams The team with the most members who made it to the end win With the tiebreaker, of course, being timed Uh, Here's my thing, Gary it's not good quality. The host is hokey, and the prize money is a mere ten thousand oh. dollars, which is, I, I, yeah, right, right. Which I get is a lot of money, but keep in mind, no, that's already nothing. you're splitting it between three people to begin with. Not to mention some of the falls and jumps these ungraceful people have to endure look like they require medical attention, like immediately after it's before they fall into the goop, it's like broken bone, and then they're like slither yeah. into the water. <laughs> oh, it's not good. But I'm hooked. Uh, what is your guilty pleasure show, Gary?
1: Ooh, my guilty pleasure show—stuff um, that's straight up bad that that I'm into watching.
0: Yeah, because I was gonna—I know you just said Parks and Rec earlier, but that's not a guilty pleasure. That's that's not a fair. guilty
1: pleasure. I growing up was really into Jersey Shore, and wow. Though I are i am not actively watching it. I know that they have a new season. I would absolutely watch <laughs> watch it again. I don't know why. I remember being like 13 and. I don't think that my mom would have probably knowingly let me watch it, but I would get home from school. She'd be at work, and I'd be like – I'd watch it. I'd be like, yeah, this this is how adults act, man. Gym, Tan laundry, would go clubbing, and I've never done any of those things, but <laughs> it's just, I, I really enjoyed the, like, four or five seasons that, that I watched back in the day. All right, all right. Bring us home, Gary. Let me just say Wow is my ride or die. Um, okay, so <laughs> – we, we, we like to talk about basketball in this podcast, and we touched about it a little bit before, and I just want to know, what's your NBA Finals prediction next season? Who from each conference, and who's going to win it all? Uh,
0: it's going to be the Nets from the East, and then uh, from the West. Dang, that's tough. But I unfortunately, I think it's going to be the Warriors. I think it's going to be wow. Warriors-Nets in the Finals with uh, the Nets winning.
1: No Clippers, no Lakers.
0: I don't like I, I didn't like the this year I thought was the year like honestly as a LeBron fan as a LeBron apologist um, this was the year I was like they need to get their ish together and, and yeah. win this year because this is the best chance from here on out it dwindles as much as I love LeBron James it's just it's an old dynamic so uh, yeah. it's not even I, it's it's to his credit that he won one so I, I love it Um. so they got their one I'm satisfied you know that steak was filling it was delicious and I'm still gonna enjoy it for the entire rest of my life um, but beyond that, uh, I don't think I don't think that LeBron and the Lakers can do it again. I think that they'll get knocked out, maybe even by the Clip. I, I don't know. I, I would hope not. You know, poison to my mind. You know, spit out the thought, but maybe to the Clippers. But in all honesty, I just I'm I'm falling more and more and more, as much as everybody else is, out of love with Paul George. And weirdly enough, it's not the player; it's the person.
1: Yeah, straight up.
0: <laughs> so. That's that's my NBA Finals prediction as of right now with, uh, you know, let's be fun. Let's go. If you want the over-under bets, you know, if you want something fun, go ahead and bet Kyrie as the NBA Finals MVP now. Get Ooh, some odds. wow. Get some odds.
1: You know, I, I would love to see my boy Steve Nash. You know, he's my all-time idol. Yeah. I mean, to see him coach them to a title would be amazing. Absolutely. Got to find yeah, out no, what, that, what that'd the over-under is on, on, on Coach of the Year for Steve Nash. Oh, well, it's kind of hard with the
0: MBA. Uh, it, I actually would imagine that he'd probably be a front runner because he has a team worthy of being a top seed, and then he's a rookie be coach. A nice yeah. He's a rookie coach, so it would it would, and they're going from eighth seed to a to a top two seed. So, all right, that is all you have. That's all I have. Altogether, that's ten, which would be two fives given in this section. What? 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 All right. What, what, what All right, we will see what we have to do for next week. Next week is the pre-Halloween special bonanza, so it means we gotta up our scary game. I don't know what we'll watch, but we'll we'll discuss it off air. Hopefully, we do something very scary, something less uh, liquidy but more scary, for my own personal for my own personal taste. Um, Gary, thank you so much for joining us for Professor Emeritus Guestus Gary all that in a bag of chips (laughs) Uh, I'm Philip Amarine thank you so much for listening continue to subscribe and listen to the podcast we come out with new episodes every week adios boom